0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way back again with you guys for another episode of what is our match reaction series we haven't done one of these in a little while it's been a been a bit of a break since the end of last season but it's good to be back talking about football talking about Arsenal Uh, and good to be back on the channel as well we might have been away a little bit Uh, it's good to be back how you been you good you well yeah I'm good but we haven't missed you oh I'm just kidding
1: I'm just kidding
0: Throwing shade out at the beginning. Uh, you should see what he says to me off-air, people. It's horrific. Um, but, uh, yeah, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you happen to be in the world. Thank you for tuning in and listening. You're joining us, as, as I say, after uh, a pretty drab, uh, kind of classic pre-season game, if you like, a 1-1 draw. I'll kick off by saying, umar that last summer, Arsenal, I think uh, mm. the official games that weren't behind closed doors, we won them all. Um and obviously went on to have quite a big season i think it's important to point out you know momentum is is clear is it clear is there any is there any kind of worry for you um at this point in time that that momentum isn't immediately there um not not
1: really to be honest i think a lot of players who um, play today uh, which were in the squad for this game uh, against Nuremberg, I think um, quite a few uh, won't be with Arsenal when the season commences. Uh, we'll speak about a few of them uh, later on in the show. But yeah, I think what Arteta needs to do, um, obviously we're travelling to the US now, I think he needs to take the players which are going to be sticking around uh, mm. next season because I think mm. there's too many right now which which are playing, uh, which are featuring for the club, which which I can get. Why? Because it's the opening preseason game uh, of the summer. But I think the U.S. tour is going to be when um, we try to get a bit of momentum. We're going to have three games, uh, three difficult games on paper against the MLS All Stars, uh, managed by Wayne Rooney. Then we play against Manchester United in New Jersey, and then we play against uh, Barcelona in LA. So three tough games on on paper, and we need to start. Um, having the players which are going to be part of this squad next season, because there's too many right now, which no disrespect to them, the likes of Cedric, um, Austin Trusty, I can't see them, uh, being with us um, next season or for the upcoming campaign. And if they're not part of Mikel Arteta's plans, um, they shouldn't be traveling to the U S and I know some mm. may say that's a bit harsh, but I want a squad mm. that is ready to go. Um, for for the upcoming campaign but yeah i'm not too worried i think i'll be slightly worried if it was nearing the start of the season and we were losing games we weren't performing the best but you can see um by this performance against nuremberg the legs were a bit at times jaded um, there were still parts of our game which I thought was quite interesting um, you look at the likes of Bakaya Saka which we'll speak about um, later on in the show, again fantastic but there's other areas of our game where you can see there's a bit of fatigue, there's a bit of tiredness, um, they're still trying to get accustomed to Mikel pre-season plans so yeah, mm. not entirely worried but compared to last season when we beat uh, the same team 5-3, I know some some may be slightly worried but which is understandable but no, nah, I'm not worried myself
0: yeah, no, me neither. Um, I think you know when you consider the fact that it was a fitness exercise beyond anything else. Um, that's that's what you take from it. Uh, and I think you kind of look beyond the the game, you are beyond the overall performance, and you look more at the individuals. And I think that's what we're going to do in regards to the breakdown. But I'll get some reaction uh, from you guys in the chat box. Choices that was a rusty performance, certainly. Uh, felt that way DJ Assassin says Cedric proved today that he needs to leave Odirule says no more Cedric I think people are making their feelings clear I think he probably falls into that category of players that you're saying you know did they have a future at the club probably not mm-hmm. um, I think what's good to do is, the, uh, is to look at last season's game uh, against Nuremberg in which was a, a very chaotic 3-5 um, you know yeah. it wasn't by any means kind of a controlled performance that day but the team that day do you have any ideas who started at right back that game and waters I'm going to take Hector Bellerin started wow yeah so that kind of gives you an indication if you like of, of what we've we've we'll come to expect. It was Bellerin, Walters, right-sided centre-back, Pablo Mari, who didn't play a single game for Arsenal because he went on loan to Monza. Kieran mm-hmm. Tierney, Maitland-Niles, who left, of course, for Southampton. Sambi Laconga was the other CDM. Nicolas Pepe started on the right wing, believe it or not, before he went on loan to Nice for the season. Uh, Emile Smith-Rowe started at 10 despite barely playing in, in the season. Uh, Reese Nelson was on the left and Eddie Nketiah was up top. Uh, Gabriel Magalhaes, Jesus, Martinelli came off the bench, as did Cedric El Nenny, Balogan, Marquinhos, who is uh has a slight injury, I'm told, um, by our colleague Kai Karnak. Uh, Arthur Conquo came on, Salah Aden Uladam Hand came on, who of course went alone to Hull, and Charlie Patino came on as well in that game. So yeah, it's it's nothing really uh, in terms of like we know those players are gonna stay. I think a key, obviously a key part of the first half was because Saka scoring what was a brilliant goal. Um, hmm. And I think, again, the two takeaways I took from Saka's performance was, A, it showcased why he is worth every single penny we're paying him. And two, he's just not going to stop getting kicked, uh, yeah. ever. Hmm. ever. What did you make of his performance?
1: Yeah, the kid loves football. He loves football. <laughs> and I think it's great to see because youngsters, like we keep gr- crying about the fact that he needs to be rested. Um, at times, um, Miklatet needs to give him a bit of a breather. Yeah, it's understandable because you just touched on it. The amount of times he gets kicked, pushed, shoved, it is worrying because you saw the same thing happen with Jack Walshier and everyone knows how his career panned out, unfortunately. But with Saka, I think he likes that element of his game. He doesn't mind the kicks. Mm. He doesn't mind uh, the pushing and shoving. And I think it goes back to um, when we played Aston Villa. I, I, it was away from home. I think Tyron Mings was kicking about. And the Aston Villa team, I think it might have been last season. And Aston yeah, Villa...
0: I it's like, it might remember the home game where he threw him to the floor. In the yeah, so, box, yeah. So, so
1: they do it quite often. But they were pushing and shoving. And what uh, Bukaya Saka basically said to them, bring it on. He said to them, bring it on. If you're going to mm-hmm. kick me and then I'm going to take it, right, it, it doesn't matter. And I think he started to get that in, in, in his game, that like he's improving that element of his game. He's not feeling sorry for himself. And I think that's the key part of his development. Everyone knows what a great player Bukaya Saka is. Everyone knows how he can impact the game, how he can score a goal, how he can provide assists, etc. But at times people are saying to Bukaya Saka, oh, he needs to hurry up and get on with it because he's getting kicked that's, that's not how it works because you, you've seen it yourself. It, it got a bit too much when he was mm. getting the treatment from referees. They were allowing the, the game to continue when he was getting shoved and kicked, etc. But you look at Bakaya Saka now, even though he got kicked in this game, in a pre-season game, let alone, he doesn't mind it. He doesn't mind it. And I think that's the sign of a great player. I go back to Cristiano Ronaldo Yeah, when he first started out in his career uh, at Manchester United. He was the same. Mr. Show, showboating, um, I remember his battles with Ashley Cole and I think, Roy Keane, etc. They used to kick him in training. Mm. They said to him, listen, you're in the Premier League now. If you're going to showboat, if you're going to do this, people will realise what a great player you are. And you have to take that side of the game as well. Yeah. For example, Bukayo Saka, everyone knows he's a world-class footballer. You think defenders are going to allow him to take the mick? They're not. They're not. So he's going to get kicked. He's going to get pushed. He's going to get shoved. But I think that's why people respect him now, because they know what a great player he is. So I, mm-hmm. I make that comparison with Ronaldo, like when he first started and, and Manchester United was getting pushed and shoved. It makes you a better player. It makes you more stronger, um, not only physically but mentality wise as well. So yeah, and it's a great goal. It is a great goal from Bakaya Saka as well. And the thing that I'm most excited about for the upcoming campaign is a lot of more people are going to see how what a good player he is. We're back in mm. the Champions League. We're back in the big time. The fans, opposing fans, keep saying we need to see Bakaya Saka in the biggest of games, in the biggest of moments. He's proved it time and time again domestically. He's proved it at the World Cup in Qatar, which for me is the biggest stage in world football. Mm. He'll prove it again in the Champions League. And then I don't want to hear doubters. I don't want to hear people speaking about him or his name because he's a top-top player. So let him play football. He loves football. He loves football let him continue doing what he loves and that's playing
0: football. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing what he does, what he develops into. I'd love to see him get into, you know, talking 15 plus goals, potentially getting closer to print 20 plus goals across all competitions. That's what, in my opinion, he needs to be trying to hit, you know, as a player is over 20 goals across all competitions. That'd be fantastic to see. So yeah, that was certainly a highlight. I thought the other highlight of the first half for me was Jakob Kivio. I thought he looked really good. Um, playing obviously in that Zinchenko role on the left-hand side. He played more in midfields than anywhere else and really took to that role. I thought he was quite elegant in his play, really good with the ball at his feet. Yes, there was one mistake in which he gave the ball away, um, which led to a shot that went wide. But besides that one kind of issue, I thought he was really, really solid. And again, maybe a player that's going under the radar a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's it's strength in depth, to be fair. Like Zinchenko, Mm. it seems that he's continually picking up these little knocks. These little niggles and for me the most key thing that we need for the upcoming campaign is reliability we can't afford to have players who are spending too much of the time on the bench or um in the injury room because last season it it affected us but with Kibio, there's a good player there when when rob holding was in the team a lot of arsenal fans were screaming and shouting for him to come into the team i know he's playing in a different position right now but again, it shows his versatility. It shows that Mikel Arteta's system is continuing to evolve. Like we said a few days ago, you just never know where players are going to fit in this team, in this system. Because in Mikel Arteta's head, in his mindset, he's probably thinking something completely different to us. But you yeah. saw it in the final games of last season, I think against Nottingham Forest. Um, Brighton, I think, at home as well. And I think there was one other game, I think Wolves, on the final day. Kibio, Partey—they were playing in different positions that we're not usually um, accustomed to seeing them in, but it worked. And again, it's not—it's not we're not sitting here and saying this is what Mikel Arteta needs to do for the opening game against Nottingham Forest at home. It's a system that, if he does decide, say for example, we go away from home to Anfield or a Manchester City, and Mikel Arteta wants to revert to this formation with Kibio, say at left back, it can be done it's all about giving these players opportunity the rhythm and getting accustomed to these positions kirio was not going to be 10 out of 10 in this position you touched on it he's not going to be the best in terms of when you compare him in terms of keeping the ball to Zinchenko, playing it forward we can't make that comparison because they're two different players but what he done today i think he done his job at a good standard and it's positive it's positive because a lot a lot is spoken about kirio whether he can do it in the premier league whether he has the pace, whether he has the physicality, I think he can. I just think he needs um, opportunities. And just just for the record, he is one of the fastest players that we have in this team. So, yeah, yeah, I think think he's going to have a good season, fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, me too. I I think he's a player that will be easily overlooked and easily underrated um, because he's not a a fancy name that cost 50-odd million quid. Do you think it reminds you of
1: Koscielny back in the day?
0: He was a underrated. little bit. A bit kind of the, the stature of him, I suppose, is a little similar. I suppose mm. technically, I think he's a, be- a better player than, than Koscielny. Koscielny is a lot more kind of, you know, classic centre-half in many ways that could play out. But I think that Kivio, uh, Kivio gives you a lot more technical ability, mm. uh, especially to be able to play that fullback position and potentially a, an inverted fullback position as well. Um, there's a lot of talk in the chat box of criticism of Fabio Vieira. Um, I thought it was a mixed performance. I thought there were some good things. I thought there were some less good things. Uh, I think that there was, I think he created three chances. Um, one of them for Cedric, obviously, was a really good uh, reverse pass that Cedric should probably score or at least set up another player to chance. He could have taken the shot on himself, Vieira, as well. Some really good touches, actually, from him. There was one in the first half where he brought the, broad, he brought the ball down I don't know how he did it, but he kind of brought yeah. the ball down really high up. as uh, a few good quick feet moments on the right-hand side. But again, it was just kind of a 6 out of 10, you know, display. And I feel like he needs to start giving us mm. high 7s, 8s to, you know, really impress.
1: Yeah, it's fair enough. It is fair enough. Like, if if this was his first season and he was giving us 6 out of 10s and this mm. was the first time you saw Fabio Vieira there wouldn't be criticism in the comments or on social media, because you'd say, okay, he's just come to a new country. He's come to a new league. You need to give him a bit of time, adjusting period. But this is going to be his second season. And football is a fast game, Like, there's no time for passengers, especially when you're competing against the likes of Manchester City, Liverpool, you're going to be Mm. competing in the Champions League. We can't afford passengers. And yet six out of tens may be good, for teams such as Tottenham or Everton or West Ham United. But we can't afford six out of tens. We need eight out of tens, nine out of tens, if you want to push Manchester City all the way. And with Fabio Vieira, I think the talent is there. I know a lot of Arsenal fans um, always look at his physique and they want him to be hitting the gym or hitting the weights. Um, maybe that, that, that is possible. But I think if you do that, you lose a bit of that technical quality that he offers, that cutting edge. Look at mm. Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva doesn't hit the gym, in my opinion, but he's strong. He's physical. I don't know what it is. It could be a diet plan. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure what it is. But when he first came into the Premier League, he was having the same issues as Rabia Vieira had. If you go back to his first uh, season at Manchester City, it was an adjusting period. It was a bit of um, taking used to with the system. But since the since Pep the system has evolved, Manchester City have grown together. You're seeing the best Bernardo Silva. And he's one of the first names on the team sheet. But I understand I understand the frustration from Arsenal fans. Like, I want to see more of Fabio Vieira mm-hmm. because the competition for places is increasing. And we'll speak about a few of the youngsters um, later on in the show. Okay. But yeah, it's difficult because Emil Smith-Rowe, is not even involved today in the match day squad. And he wants to come back and he wants to yeah. show Mikláteha his worth. So, it's, Odegaard it's, didn't, didn't play. Odegaard didn't play either. So this, this was an opportunity because guy picked up that knock pre-game. Yeah. This was an opportunity to, for Vieira to show his worth. And again, it was a mixed bag. We're not going to be too harsh saying, oh, he was awful. But six out of tens, we need to see him notch it up to seven and eight. So I think that's that's yeah. fair enough.
0: Easily. Uh, a couple of shout-outs. Henry says, Ben White, was what a class signing. Yeah, I thought Ben White was really good. Uh, really, again, like bursting up that right hand side really did impress. Um, uh, I think there were some some really good moments, uh, in the forward line. I think Reese Nelson was kind of that player again, threatening as a really good moment on the left hand side where he Nketiah should have done better with the chance that Nelson created. Um, but uh, in again, maybe not in the game enough. Yeah, I, I need to see more from him. Um, to, to get a chance. I feel like Arteta is the type that really wants to give and get him the benefit of the doubt and really mm-hmm. wants to give him those chances, but he's not quite taking it. Second half, a lot of changes, of course. There's obviously one place to start, which is with Kai Havertz, um, who got his debut. I don't think there's much to say. Uh, I think the main takeaway is positionally, he played in the midfield. Trossard moved into the forward three and uh, and Havertz played in kind of that left um, kind of attacking midfield role, 8-10 hybrid, if you like. He looked to me like a player that is in very much a new surrounding. I think he's obviously still learning Hmm. where his teammates are, um, the system, the philosophy, what's going on. Uh, And I think the more minutes, the more game time he gets, obviously that's going to start to build and improve. I also think he was playing in a much worse second-half team. Um, Obviously, I think it would have been great maybe if he'd have started uh, the first half and, and been able to go in straight away but that didn't happen that said Gabriel Jesus came in the second half of the game last year and was amazing coming off the bench in the second half so you know I, what did you make of 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 Havertz's display for me
1: it was a performance which i kind of expected like his first cameo in an arsenal shirt mm. havertz is a type of player like for me he needs to play with the better players you're going to see more of that like his performances grow when he's playing with the likes of Bukayo Saka, Odegaard, um, Gabriel Martinelli, because then he can make an impact in games. And I think what what Arsenal fans need to give him a bit of time and patience with is he's come in to replace Granit Xhaka. Yeah, that seems the position that he's going to take up. Obviously, he's versatile; he can play in a number of other positions, such as a number nine off the flanks. But the play, the position that he's coming in to fill is a Granit Xhaka role. And that's going to take him time because Mm. it's easy to say that he's done uh, a a similar role at by Leverkusen, but it's it's not really similar, is it? Because he played in number 10 over in Germany and at times he played in the flank. This is a different position for him to learn, for him to basically understand what Mikel Arteta wants from him. Not only from an attacking point of view, defensively as well, because Mikel Arteta for for all the amount of good you can do going forwards, scoring goals in the final third, if you're not doing your job going back, he's he's not gonna pick you. He's not gonna pick you because the Premier League is it's a ruthless league. So with Kai Havertz, I want to see a bit more of him. Um I think you're gonna see the real Kai Havertz over in America. Um similar to last season um when we when we were over in the States, we beat Chelsea 4-0, we had the likes mm-hmm. of Gabriel Jesus, we had a good solid first eleven. Mm-hmm playing in that game. And I think if we can have our our what Mikel Arteta wants for the first game of the season against Nottingham Forest, for that game against Manchester United, mm. I think Kai Havertz will start with Bukayo Saka etc fingers crossed and you'll probably see the better version of Kai Havertz but yeah I think people are going to give him time. New mm. uh, new team, uh, new players. He seems like a shy shy person as well. When I watch him um, in these interviews, like he keeps himself to himself. So with this Arsenal uh, team, they're a bit more united. They try to feel him a bit more welcome. But yeah, just give him time because it's a new club. So yeah, I'm, I'm not too uh, worried about habits.
0: Me neither. I'm really excited about what he's going to bring and how he might develop. Uh, no judgments of today, that's for sure. Um, following Balogun... <laughs> I see a lot of criticism in the chat for Fabio Vieira, for Cedric, for Havertz. Um, I'm not seeing much criticism for Balogun, who I feel no. missed too. Oh, two... scroll, scroll up. Scroll up? Scroll, up. scroll Do up, I need to Henry. scroll up? See what it. is there are Balogun criticisms I've missed? Yeah, yeah. Too much. Too <laughs> yeah, much. I'll try and find it. But uh, <laughs> maybe you can see it. If you see it, highlight it. Um, but Balogun missed two massive chances. Um, the first one, obviously, keep us out of it completely has to hit the target, didn't. And then at the end, and by the way, massive, massively fantastic pass from Miles Lewis Skelly, who, you know, that, that's the type of 16 years of age this kid is, you know, brilliant. Um brilliant pass. Balagun does everything right. And all he has to do is slot it in the back of the net and he doesn't. Hmm. Now there's two there's two ways of approaching this. Either we can say that his mindset's a little bit out of whack because of the whole what's going on with his future or you can say this is a performance of a player that's already checked out uh, of Arsenal which avenue or if you think there's a third it do you think is the most accurate he
1: he's put Arsenal in his bio on Instagram so <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that um, it's difficult I think he's going to be a bit annoyed um, by the fact that he's
0: not started the game. And didn't come on at halftime. I thought mm. that was odd. Mm. Yeah, I thought that was a bit odd. I don't know why he didn't either start or come on at halftime. That was a bit strange. Because he seems like that kind of player, like if things are not going well for him, and
1: maybe I could be um, looking far too ahead, but he, see- he seems like he's going to be a bit frustrated. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me when you talk about being mentally checked out but again we just don't know we just don't know but it's a bad miss it's a it's a bad Mm. miss like nine times out of ten you'd expect not only Balogun to score that but any striker to put the ball in the back of the net because the pass does everything for him the pass does everything all he needs to do is just put the ball in the back of the net and I think he does the hard work he rounds the goalkeeper but the finish is poor the finish is poor but it's an easy finish as well but he tries to put it. Tries to be a bit too acute and puts in the side netting. But yeah, it's, it's interesting when you compare it to how Eddie and Kety are played and how Balogun played. I thought Balogun was better than Eddie, um, to be honest. But then again, you're judging it in terms of neither scored, neither made an impact in the game. So yeah, it's just it's one of them ones. Like mm. it'll be interesting to see. How he does over in the US, obviously, he's going to have a lot of fans there, a lot of support. Um, Fingers crossed he'll start a couple of games from the Mm -hmm. start, um, potentially against the MLS All-Stars. You could probably see him getting a cameo from the start. And then if he gets an opportunity to prove his worth, then we can judge him. But yes, it's a difficult one, but it was a bad miss. It was a bad miss. He should be putting the ball in the back of the net, to be honest.
0: Yeah, he should. Um, now I'm going to give you know Balogun the same treatment as everyone else. It's a preseason game. You know, at the end of the day, uh, it's one performance, and I hope that if those opportunities fall to him again, or if he's in an Arsenal shirt next season and those opportunities fall, then he has to score. If he's missing those chances in the Premier League game, then we're going to be a lot more critical. Obviously,
1: do you think? But, but, do do you, would, think, but, you, but you touch on it. Like, there's a comment here. Um, where was it? I think from Robin, he said we need to see Balogun play up top with our best eleven to get a real feel for what he can do. Mm. What's your take on that?
0: Well, I don't see people giving Havertz the same uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> level. Do you? I don't see I that. Can't see that I see a lot of criticism for Havertz, despite the fact <laughs> that he played in the same second half team. So, um, I think there's absolutely credit to the comment in the sense of I absolutely want to see Balogun play instead of Jesus and see what that does in our best eleven. I'd love to see. Hmm. You know what that is um and what that looks like. But the, the chances he was given are the types of chances he would get if he's been playing in the best 11. You know, that through ball was of a world-class standard from Myles Lewis Skelly, and he's missed that chance. The first chance, I see a lot of people saying he should score the second. He should score the first. Hmm. Like, there's there's no question in my mind. He should absolutely score that first. He shouldn't be hitting the post. Hmm. Um keeper's not there he just has to get it on target and it goes in he so, came on that
1: didn't he he started hand yeah, the yeah. side. Yeah.
0: there were a couple of times where he made passes or there was also a shot that I can't remember if it was Jesus that did it mm. that from mm-hmm. the left hand side if Balogun's on it and he, he attacks the box sooner and he gambles sooner he gets a tapping off the goalkeeper who really? pushed palms that I think it was a Jesus shot wide so I think that that's certainly there. Jesus missed a big chance on the left-hand side of his left foot as well across the goalkeeper. Um, Trickier opportunity than the ones for Balogun, but again, you'd like to see him at least try and hit the target uh, or test the goalkeeper. Uh, Other second-half performance, obviously, we saw some youngsters came on. I think, you know, because I'm conscious of the time, the key player to highlight in the second half for me was Ethan Nguanieri, who I thought... You know, there's some real talent there. That little roulette. You know, I know that's like we're that's so my, that's my signature
1: thing. skill, you know
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is. me, is it all right? <laughs> is that how you did it? Were you trying to do a roulette? No, nah, 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 it that was before that, way before that. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, I think with Manieri, it's like he does that skill in that mm-hmm. moment. And you compare that to like a big balligan miss or something. They're individual moments, but they create such a divide of kind of the view of the perspective of a player based mm-hmm. upon a whole performance of like a longer period of time. That said, I, I what I like about him, and I saw a comment earlier in the chat box, it was a really good point. Is that where Fabio Vieira looks lightweight? Yeah. Whilst N- whilst Naniere is not exactly like really bulky and muscly, mm. he like Saka has this ability to mm. kind of roll off players. And it's a really good technical piece of, of skill to be able to do that. And he's 16, hmm. like 16 years old. So yeah, Noineri, do you expect him to get some game time this season? 16 years old it is scary. Like the cameo
1: that he produced today, it reminds me of when Fabregas first broke onto the scene, Ooh. when Jack Wilshere first broke onto the scene. You know, when these, we, we keep talking about age, 15, 16, 17, 18, however, however old you are. If you have it, you have it. And mm. this kid has it in abundance. And we keep talking about the fact that these two players, Mars Lewis Skelly included in, in this, they've signed new contracts. Um, they're the yep. future of this club. I look at Ethan Munieri and I think he's the present of this football club. Really? Honestly, I, I watch him play and he plays in a way where nothing phases him. Nothing phases him. He's he's in the moment. And I think that is so good to have because we talk about pressure going back to last season. We talk about how the pressure got to some of the most experienced of players at this football club when the going got tough. And I think that's a fair argument to, to have. But with these young players, they thrive on this kind of pressure. Like if you chuck them in the deep end, we'll, we'll basically say to them, can you swim? Can you swim now? And when I look at this kid, I I see so much potential in him. But not only for the future, I see Mikel Arteta giving him this opportunity as in now. And you could probably see him go over to the US tour. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. We want you to stay. We fought off big teams, Manchester City, um, Chelsea, to keep you at this football club because we see your potential. We see that you can impact games. Now show us. And I Mm -hmm. think that he's the kind of player that will thrive in big games. He will thrive if he gets an opportunity in the Premier League because I look at him and honestly, it makes me smile because (laughs) I've I've not had this feeling uh, since Fabregas broke onto the scene Mm -hmm. and since Wilshire broke onto the scene that he looks like a player. And then you've got Maslow Skelly with these passes. like It's out of this world. But if anyone's going to make an impact for Arsenal for the upcoming campaign, it's this kid, Ethan Ranieri, because... He's a talented, talented boy. And I think throw him in the deep end. Throw him in the deep end and show what you got. Because people keep speaking about Fabio Vieira, yeah?
0: And there's a lot of criticism
1: in terms of Fabio Vieira. If this kid gets an opportunity, I could see him making an instant impact. Like, I could see him making an instant impact. Say, for example, if he comes on in a home game against Nottingham Forest or against Bournemouth, he can make an impact. Remember when Wayne Wayne Rooney first broke onto the scene for Everton against Arsenal, Mm. that goal. He was 16 Mm. years old. He had all the talent in the world. Mm. Age doesn't matter. Age is just a number. If you have the quality, you have the quality. And this kid, he's got quality.
0: It's like if I want to put minutes into a player right now and I have a choice between Fabio Vieira and Naineri, it's Um, I agree with the comment that Jean-René says 16 is too young for that pressure. I agree to an extent regarding that because if you're going to start throwing him in, you know, in Premier League games immediately, it could come too soon. But what I would say is that you used the name of Cesc Fabregas. We talk about Jack Wilshere. These kids were coming through before their way before their 18th birthday. If you're special, hmm. you're playing before you're an adult That's at true. senior level. So if indeed Noineri and potentially Miles Lewis skelly as well, who looks a real talent too, hmm. are exceptional talents on the same level of what Bukaya Saka could be, you know, then you start giving them game time. And look, Arteta gave this kid game time against Brentford last season and (laughs) people called it a... It was like a publicity stunt is what they called it. It wasn't. There's There's a couple of key reasons why it wasn't. One of those reasons is because obviously it was designed to show him that commitment that Arsenal have to giving him opportunities, which, you know, has benefited us because he signed a new deal, which again... Arteta and Edu, another massive piece of renewal work in the contract division for both Nuaneri and Miles lewis Kelly, And then secondly, there was some clause that if he left because he got a Premier League uh, appearance, it would have got Arsenal a significant amount of money huh. to do that. Um, so there was benefits for that. I don't agree with it being a publicity stunt. I think that's yeah. been proven now that it wasn't. Um and I think certainly they they see a massive massive future for this kid. And let's be honest, who even knew who the kid was before he was on that bench against Brentford? Yeah. I can be honest. Yeah. You know, I, I watch know. A fair, I I try and stick with the under 21s as much as I can, but I didn't I didn't really didn't know much about this kid at all. Um but they they clearly clearly know what they're doing and know what they're looking at in the youth teams. You know, the connection, what what Per Metazaka has done is is a great bit of work. Yes, we're not the most competitive youth side in terms of the PL2 or the under-18s league, but it's not about that necessarily. It's about developing players specifically and, you know, how you develop individuals in that level. And we've developed some brilliant talent. And it seems that we've got more coming through as well. But overall, uh, a frustrating Evening for Arsenal. Uh, in the end, uh, lots of questions. I think the game produced more questions than it did answers, to be honest. Although we found out where Havertz might be seen in terms of his position, what he might bring still remains a bit of a mystery. Players like Cedric, Austin Trusty, getting minutes, you know, um, still seems a little strange, despite the fact it seems that their futures lie elsewhere. Um, there remain questions about the injury statuses of the likes of Martinelli, Zinchenko, So We hear that they're on their way back. Zinchenko apparently could still be a couple of weeks away. William Saliba is back. We didn't touch on that. That's a big, big boost um, mm-hmm. to the side as well. The fact that he's recovered from that back injury. Great to see him uh, on the field as well. And, uh, yeah, overall, we look forward to the U.S. games. Any final thoughts, Tumor? Just announced the Declan
1: Rice and Timber deal.
0: <laughs> <man>. <laughs> we didn't have Declan Rice and Timber today. Yeah, you know, that's okay. Which, is is Which is even more
1: scary. Which is even more scary. we still got them yeah. to come. But, yeah. Fingers crossed we can um, get an announcement in the upcoming days. But yeah, all aboard uh, the trip
0: to the US. Mm, Yeah, well, not everyone. (laughs) I wish I was there, but thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, for those that are going, I hope you have a fantastic time. Um, I hope you get to see plenty of content from us on the Arsenal way and, of course, on Football.London as well. We'll be producing uh, plenty, I'm sure. We'll be bringing you coverage of uh, games at ridiculous o'clock in the morning and uh, yeah a very tired arsenal agenda show will be continuing through the window we hope to get announcements on Urian Timber and Declan Rice there's confidence that those deals are going to be finalized uh, as soon as potentially tomorrow uh, which is great news um, so it could be a happy Friday let's let's wait and see thank you to everyone joining us today drop a like on the video subscribe if you new make sure you follow us on the socials, follow myself and Imar, and yeah, I'll be back tomorrow morning uh, with the usual time of 10am for the Arsenal Agenda show. Have a fantastic evening, enjoy yourselves, and as always, stay safe, stay well, and keep following us down the Arsenal way.